journey Get lost in my mistakes it Looks to me like weakness Is the canvas for your strength My story isn't over My story's just begun Failure won't define me Cause that's what my father does Failure won't define me that's what my father does.
welcome to the service. Welcome to East Tales of Baptist Church. It's my honor to welcome you here this morning. Uh, we also want to welcome you as family. Welcome back home. But for those that are visiting, we hope you make yourselves at home. We're so honored to have you if you are visiting with us today. And as you've come, we encourage you before you leave to please fill out the care card that's in your bulletin or drop by our guest table located in the lobby, pick up a guest bag. Uh, all that to say, we want, we'd love to have a record of your visit, know how we can serve you better, know how to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, but it's an honor to have you here with us. And uh, as we get into our service, I have one quick announcement I want to make. Um, if you look at the screen, um, any of you that have been to the third floor and uh, my generation, um, we spent a lot of time up there. But we recently made some updates to our third floor, making some room for baptismal cha changing rooms and those small classrooms. And as a part of that cleanup and update, we have a lot of uh, chairs that we've removed from the third floor. A lot of those old wooden chairs, uh, we've got some old desks. The next picture, in our basement, we've got some of those chairs that do need some TLC. Some of you are good at that, and some of you are good at repurposing some of that stuff. But before you leave today, if you would be interested, you can take any of that that's in our basement. It's out that back door in the corner, down at the corner back there. You can go to the basement. Um, you can take any of that that you want. If you want to make a donation, you can. But before we throw it out, we want to give you a chance to get that. So just a quick announcement there. That's available, um, or you can come by during the week. But right now, we're going to ask everyone to stand. As you stand, take just a minute. Say hello to your neighbor. Welcome them to the service. If I can have your attention, if you'll please be seated and direct your attention to the screen. I'm going to ask Cody and Maggie Gilbert to come to the stage. We're blessed. Don't, don't you love baby dedications? I really, really appreciate the fact that we can dedicate children. Just want to remind you as they're coming, this is not for salvation at all. But what we're going to do today is pray for Wyatt's salvation. And I just want to say to Cody and Maggie, I really appreciate both of you. Uh, when they first started coming to East Hills of Baptist Church, we're in the sanctuary. And what amazed me about Cody and Maggie, Logan and Jayla, is they all sat on the third pew from the front. That never happens in a Baptist church, by the way. And, uh, since, uh, and since they've been coming and joined the church, they've been so faithful, and I appreciate that. And I'll say this, too, for you, you uh, couples who have young babies. Just the fact that you're faithful to church is a blessing to me because I know how hard that is on a Sunday morning just to get to church. Amen. And they come as much as they can. I really appreciate that. Cody, I really appreciate your service here. And I love both of you. I'm honored to be your pastor. And today we're going to pray for little White's salvation. And congratulations on the birth of your child. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalm 127. Children are a gift from the Lord. I want to say that again. Children, all children, are a gift from the Lord. Amen. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Amen, brother. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands, happy as the man whose quiver is full of them. And what God is saying is this little fellow is a blessing, he's a reward, and he's like an arrow in your hands. And today you're going to make a covenant uh, before your church family and before your family and friends uh, to raise this young man up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And I'm going to ask you both the question, if it's the desire of your heart, respond by saying, I will. Or we do. In presenting white to the Lord, do you promise through God's grace and the help of the church to teach your child the truths of the Christian faith? Do you also promise through prayer, word, and example to bring white up in the nurture, discipline, and instruction of the Lord? Thank you. In congregation, we say this every time we have a baby dedication. It takes a church to raise a child. 
Many of you will have him either in nursery, extended session, Awana, student ministry, all the way up, Sunday school. And I'd like to ask you a question as well because we make the same uh, commitment as they do. Congregation, do you promise to provide spiritual instruction for Wyatt by giving of your time, talent, and resources to help him come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? And do you promise to pray for Cody and Maggie as they seek to raise Wyatt in the fear and admonition of the Lord? If so, would you respond by saying we do? Thank you very much. We've both made a covenant. We got a certificate that talks about this day. Um, we have a little Bible for Wyatt for whenever he can read. We have the Lamb's Book, and I just want to mention this, and I mention this often. Probably one of the best books on explaining why Jesus Christ had to die for us. It talks about how he's the Lamb of God and how that he takes away the sin of the world. It's, it's, it's got pictures. It's really good for children. It's good for any age, okay? And we like to give these out at every baby dedication because I know that you'll go through this. If you, if you come to us and your child is younger and you say that they, they're asking about salvation, we're going to give you this book and encourage you as a parent to go through this book with your child so you have that. We have this little East Hill Baptist Church student ministry t-shirt and also this is a letter that I've written to White Allen Gilbert and it talks about this day it talks about how his mother and his and his father brought him before the church and they didn't have to do this and that they made a commitment before you to raise him as best they can and, and, and tell him about Jesus also how we did as well and how that we prayed for this moment right here and what we're praying for is his salvation and we're gonna pray that God saves this young man and uses him for his honor and his glory amen so let's pray together. Father, as we come to you in prayer, I want to thank you so much uh, for Cody and Maggie, for their faith in you, for their faithfulness to this church. Lord, I'm honored to be their pastor. Thank you for their friendship. Lord, we pray for little White. We thank you for his birth. And Father, now we pray for his rebirth. Father, we pray that you'd save him at an early age and use him for your honor and your glory. I pray that because of his birth, the name of Jesus Christ would be glorified and his kingdom would be expanded. So, Father, as a church family, Lord, we are a family. We pray for this young, man, this young child to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus and that, Lord, you'd use him for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray and all of God's people say together, amen. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Could you please stand and join us in worship this morning?
this is one of the greatest past weeks we've experienced in almost 50 years. Last night, we had five of our grandkids, and I thought, how precious is ever life? Life won this week. Life won. You know what? As Christians, we need to be praising the Lord for that. I want to invite you this morning to be able to come and just thank the Lord for the victory that's been won this week. Also, I want you to pray for those in our bulletin, those who are in need of prayer, our family, church family. I want to invite you to come this morning. Before you do, I want to read what Job said in Job 33:4. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. We're who we are because of Him. He's given life. And we need to praise Him this morning in prayer because life is one. You come, and we'll pray together. You come. Father, you've given life. Your spirit has breathed life to us, and we praise you for life. And we thank you that life has won this week. Lord, the devil wants to destroy and to kill. But God, you want to bring life, and you want to give it more abundantly. And Father, we thank you for the victory that's been won in our nation. But Father, we pray, Father, for those that oppose us and oppose life. Father, as we go forth this week, I pray for our nation that you bring great help and healing. We need you. That's the answer. We need you in our hearts, our homes, our lives, our churches across the land. And Father, we need you. We desperately need you. I pray you would open our eyes. Awaken your church, Lord, to really see how much we need you. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us hope. Lord, thank you that we can pray for children to be saved this morning in their life early. And Lord, you can do that. We thank you that you do. And Father, we pray for the needs in this congregation. That you'd meet them according to your riches in Christ Jesus. That God, that every thing that we face in life, that we'd run to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we'd find hope and answers. And Father, we want to thank you for your presence this morning. Your Holy Spirit who lives in us and seals us into that day of redemption. We praise you for who you are and how you live in us and through us. And Father, this morning we pray for our family, our church family, those who are going through difficult times. We pray for help. We pray for comfort and peace and for guidance and direction in their own lives. And Father, we thank you for loving us this morning. Lord, thank you for the wisdom that's in your word. I pray you'd bless this time and may you be glorified and praised. In Jesus' name, amen.
before Jesus went to heaven, he, um, he left this, the church with the Great Commission, and this song is about the commission from his perspective in his words. Following Jesus Christ is not a difficult life, it is an impossible life. That is an impossible life in and of ourselves. But this morning, I have tremendous news for you, good news. We who follow Jesus Christ, if we are authentic followers of Jesus Christ, 
If we truly know Christ as our Savior and Lord, God gives us supernatural power. The sad thing is many of us don't avail ourselves of that power. Christian life in its essence is not following a law of rules and regulations. Rather, it is a life of freedom. It's a life of love. If I love my wife as I do, there are certain things flowing from that love relationship which I don't do, and there are other things that I do. And as we follow Jesus, there is this internal motivation, a spiritual desire, because we've received the life of God in our soul, the gift of the Holy Spirit, a motivation, a love for Christ, a love for His Word, a desire to please God. Yes, the struggle is there. Yes, the flesh never goes away. As long as I live, the flesh will be there. But each day, as you walk by the Spirit, you'll experience the supernatural power of God in your life. Well, amen. I wish I could talk like that. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I don't. Uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John chapter 14. Thank you, choir and musicians. Thank you, Caleb, for the song. If you, have your, if you have a bulletin, if you'll look on the back of the bulletin down at the building fund, we just want to mention something that was accomplished this morning with a special called Deacon's Meeting. Uh, if you'll notice there with our loan payment, um, this building costs between four to $4.5 million. We started building in 2010 or 11. Uh, this is 44,000 square feet. We built the building back then for $100 a square foot, I believe it was. The, top, the, the Kind of the theme we had is time to build. We said we, right now is the time to build. When we started our pledge drive, uh, the economy tanked. <laughs> we didn't know what we were going to do. But, you know, God provided. And we've been blessed. And from that time uh, back then, I signed a loan as the president of this uh, LLC, if you will, uh, with... Uh, uh, a, a local bank for $2.5 million, okay? Right now, we owe $294,255.08. Uh, this week, we're going to put $150,000 on that, which means this, that um, by Christmas, we hope to have this building paid for, okay, which is a blessing. What I would encourage you to do, this is what I do. I don't know who gives here. I preached on giving maybe once every five years I preach on it. Um, I preached on it uh, during this series, um, is I would encourage you as you tithe, this is what I try to do, is once I tithe, I give a little bit above that, okay? And what will what, happen is if enough of us give a little bit above that, we can pay that off without taking a bunch of money out of our, out of our budget okay, or out of our bank account. So we want to encourage you to do that, and that can help us to focus on other things to give money to. Um, but we're blessed here at East Hills of Baptist Church. Last year, uh, I think Kevin mentioned a couple weeks ago that we gave over $200,000 to, to mission causes last year, and that's a blessing. And I would challenge any church, especially in Alexander County, to, uh, to match that. And uh, we're a mission-minded church. Um, we're a benevolent church. We help people in the community. We help our members, of course, first. But thank you for giving, okay? This is not a plea for me to tell you that we're not given here, we are given here, and we thank you for that. Uh, and I'll remind you that what we're doing at East Hills of Baptist Church today is in the Bible. A lot of things that are going on in this county today are not in the Bible, but what we're doing today is in the Bible. God has called us to meet together as a church and as a church family, and uh, we just wanted to give you that information that we're getting closer to paying this off, and we're so thankful for that. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14, and stand with me, if you will, as we look at God's Word. 
been going through a series called Question and Answers. I think we've been going through this for about three months. I was asked one Sunday, the, the hardest question that anybody can ask a preacher is, why don't you preach on the Trinity? And I said to myself, I'm not going to do that. But what you can do, I've preached on the attributes of God, I don't know, three or four different times here. I think eight messages. Last, or last time I preached, we looked at, it. is Jesus God? Okay, and we proved that Jesus through the scriptures is God. This morning we're going to look at this thought, is the Holy Spirit God? So if God is God, Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, that's the what? That's the Trinity, okay? The Holy Spirit's work in your life is so important. The Bible says that if you'll walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Now, my desires and yours are different for the most part. A lot of us have some of the same desires, and those desires can pull us away from the Lord, okay? What God would tell us is this, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill those desires. Any of us. It's very important. The Bible says this as well, that if you're a born-again Christian, I'm talking truly saved by God's grace, that the Holy Spirit lives not in Jerusalem, not in a temple, but in you. That's an amazing thought, is it not? So this morning we have people here in, in, at East Taylorsville. You're either filled with the Spirit or you're not which means you're either saved or you're lost. And my prayer is that through this message today that you'll understand whether you are or not, okay? One of the greatest things that ever happened to me as a lost person was going to church, hearing a preacher preach, and I left knowing I was lost. I knew it. There was no question. Hey, I was a good student. I made good grades, okay? And I understood intelligently. I reasoned it out. I'm lost. Best thing ever happened to me. Because you can't get saved till you get lost. So if you're here today and you're religious, I hope God makes you lost today. And you give your heart and life to Jesus. But I also hope if you're a Christian here today, you understand you have incredible power. You have God's presence. All those things are available to you. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Look at, that. Look at how he describes the Holy Spirit. A helper. Now, let me ask you a question, and don't raise your hand. You need help? I'm serious. Do you need help? Emotionally, do you need help? Spiritually. I mean, let's just be honest this morning. If we're going to, you're here. It's, it's vacation summer. Thank God everybody's gone on vacation, but you're here. Do you need help? He's your help. Do you need help physically? Do you realize there's some things doctors and medicine can't do that God can? Do you need help? Do you need help in your life? Do you need direction? How many of us need direction and guidance and those things? Jesus said, I'll send a helper that he may abide with you forever. That gives me great comfort. Look, the spirit of truth. There's one truth, church. Aren't you thankful for truth? He'll send the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be, after the resurrection, in you. I will not leave you, look at that word, orphans. I'll explain that, the very last point, I'm going to explain that, and I will come to you. Then in John chapter 16, look at verse 5. Jesus speaks more about the Holy Spirit. He says, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things, you sorrow... Sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. 
Now, Jesus doesn't waste words. This is in the Bible. He says, it's better for you if I leave. He says, for if I do not go away, the helper, there's that word again, or comforter will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict, look at that word, the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but, cannot, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. You know the greatest discipleship ministry you have? And ministry you have is the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to read that again. This will help you with your Bible study, and I'll talk about this in a moment. He will guide you personally. He will personally guide you in all truth. Okay? That's a promise from Jesus. That the Holy Spirit, when you open this book, He's going to guide you into truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will, make, he will take of mine and declare it to you. Let's pray together. Father, as we come to you in prayer, we want to thank you for your word. Father, we want to thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a choir just saying, please come. Illuminate the scriptures to our minds. Lord, as we search the deep things of God, 